Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Well, I'm already laughing with these guys. We haven't even started the segment yet. We'll get to them in a moment. Hockey tonight, Nashville leading Calgary two and a half minutes into the second period. Later, the Golden Knights are home to the Habs. Thursday night football after the first quarter, San Francisco, Arizona tied 7-7. Oilers play Saturday morning at 11. We'll have the face-off show at 9.30. Right after the Oilers game, we'll go to Regina. Eskimos, Rough Riders, Morley and Dave will have the call that game. So a pretty fun doubleheader coming up on Saturday on 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. You can text 6.30, 6.30. So uh, Halloween, I am, I am not in costume. I guess if you want to picture me in a costume, just picture the costume of your choice and imagine me in that. That'd be pretty scary in itself, regardless of what you pick. But I thought to participate in Halloween, now we had a little glitch earlier. I think I've straightened it out. I'm playing... Scenes from some of my favorite scary movies. Just a little bit of the audio. So uh, here's the next one. The first thing you do, Finnegan, is you make sure you know the number you want to call. And then when you've done that, you lift up the receiver. All right, again, that is not uh, what I thought it was. Something has been mislabeled. That appears to be... You lift up the receiver. That appears to be Casey teaching Finnegan how to use a telephone for Mr. Dressup. So we'll take another stab at, I guess, uh, actual scary movie audio. A little bit, uh, little bit later on. Sorry about that, guys. Joined in studio by Connor McDonald and Wyatt McLeod from Yardmonton Oil Kings. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Splendid. Can't complain. <laughs> Can't complain. Spl- Splendid is a great word. All right. So, uh, favorite uh, kid show when you were uh, little, little guys? Oh, that's easy. Scooby Doo, all the way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I would say I, that would be up for me too. I'll, I'll put in uh, Looney Tunes as well. But. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, there's a lot of dark horses. Did you have there. Mr. Dressup, or had uh, had he already left us when you were young guys? You didn't have Mr. Dressup. No. That's beyond us. Yeah, I was more Looney Tunes, and then any Hanna Barbera cartoon that was sort of my thing. So you did you preferred animated to real live human beings? Uh, I mean, it depended on the day. I mean, on the day, you know, <laughs> some days it's cartoons, and some days you're watching three hockey games a day. So, right, it happens. Did you have? Uh, did you have Sesame Street? Yes, Sesame Street was a thing for me. I can't remember, <laughs> but I I don't know. I think I was more of a Clifford guy. Clifford, uh, the big red dog. And what specifically drew you to a, an oversized canine? Oh, I don't know. Probably that it was controversial and everybody else liked Elmo, knowing me. Going from your speech last night, I'm thinking it's the furry friend part. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm a big pet guy. I like dogs. <laughs> Where like did cats. you give a speech last night? Oh, well, we have this wonderful event every <laughs> year, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings host. It's called, uh, like, the Toastmaster Speeches, and it's it's this thing about, like, I guess it's a club. I, I really don't want to, like, 
mess it up because it is a Connor, big thing. I'm going to come right out of the dark here. Connor doesn't pay attention in anything, so yeah. he has hey. no idea what he's talking about. Did you participate, Wyatt? I oh, sure yeah. did. And he you understood what was too. happening. He did really well. Once a year, our team does these speeches with the Toastmasters, and everyone has to do a three-minute speech. Um, and it can be anything of your choice except hockey. And what did you choose, Wyatt? I did mine on family. Oh, was good. It was quite heartwarming. <laughs> I think Connor followed me up with pups. What specifically yeah. of a family did you, like your family, family in general, extended yeah. family? I went, uh, I went into my, I, I had the title as my second family. And so I went into my, about my billet family here in Edmonton and just all that they've done for me over the past four years. And how much prep time did you put into this? Um, a few hours by the Probably cell. Probably a couple weeks. Minutes. This is oh. cloudy we're talking about. <laughs> this guy, like, he'll, he'll, he'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I only did it in 20 minutes or something. He put a lot of effort into it. No, what you about, what did you put into this speech, Connor? 10 minutes? 110%, just like everything else I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's the hockey answer right there. Now, what was your speech about? Uh, humans and their pets. And it was basically just a speech that went around in circles uh glorifying pets and i mean how cool they are because i mean let's be honest here i mean pets are a pretty big part of our lives whether we like it or not whether we want to admit it or not oh I mean, now you're going all deep on us no i mean we're mobbing you know <laughs> I, I like lucas i like scout i like my dogs how I many like dogs cats. do you have uh, i've got one dog at home now i used to have two unfortunately uh one of them bit the dust last year <laughs> But Sorry, uh, Lucas, Lucas is still going strong. He's uh, a French Mastiff, and man, he's a big boy. He's got a good bark on him too. It scares me sometimes. To so, did you things. did you write stuff, or did you just get up there and wing it for three minutes? <clears throat> I believe the point was to pre-prepare something. Yeah. With Connor, it's always a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, you know, fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> I guess is the saying, but uh, I don't know, a bit of both. I prepared. I prepared something. And then, I mean, you know how it goes. You flow. Now, who did you deliver these speeches to? Was it just your teammates, or were there people from Toastmasters there? There's five Toastmasters people. Uh, there was a good amount of billet families and just families there because our local guys. Right. And then uh, we had our management was gracious enough to come out. Kurt was able to join us. And then... Uh, just Sharon and her special guest, who the name escapes me, but... Roger. Yeah, Roger. So you had a room full of about 100 people then, with everybody we're, there? We're probably closer to 50. Okay. Yeah, 50 yeah. people. Well, you could have just said 100, but that's okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> pretty adverse environment, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. So are you comfortable, because you guys have been very comfortable on the radio in here, are you comfortable public speaking in front of, and you play in front of thousands of people, are you comfortable speaking in front of 50 people? What? Or did you do you get up there and you get all jittery? Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I do get a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I think I have done it enough that I do a good enough job. Guy's hopefully, I hopefully I stick away from a, from the stutters, but you never know. Hey, Connor, you must thrive in that environment. Oh, and I don't know about that. You'd have to ask Cloudy. But, okay, I'll uh, talk about Connor. Yeah, go yes. ahead. <laughs> Connor was made for it. Showtime, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming in. A, a lot going on with the Oil Kings. Did you have? A, I got another off uh, off icing. Did you have a Halloween party? Correct. 
<laughs> and what did you go as, Wyatt? Uh, there was five of us that went as average average Joes off of uh, the movie oh, Dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And were you part of this group, Connor? No, I, I went as a pickle. <laughs> Just uh, a big green Connor pickle went costume. Rogue. It was It was pretty good. I mean, I could wear a hoodie and a jacket underneath that thing if I really wanted to. So, I mean, trick-or-treating, I would have had probably Dark Horse best costume. Mm-hmm. Now, not that I'm not interested in the dodgeball costumes, Wyatt. No offense. But <laughs> what, what yes. prompted you to think, Connor, I want to be a pickle for Halloween? <laughs> It's the first thing I saw on the sale rack. It was the cheapest item <laughs> yeah, at the store. I, I don't know. I uh, I wheeled into Walmart on Halloween last year, and I thought, wow, there's a lot of good costumes here. I should probably go ahead and buy two because they're on sale because it's Halloween. So I got like a two-for-one thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got a pickle costume, and I got a banana costume too. So it's pretty, it's pretty baller. I mean, if you get a Halloween weekend, I'm set. <laughs> So did you go as the banana last year? Yeah. Or did I? Yeah, I went as the banana last year, and I went as a pickle this year. All you kids studying to be sports broadcasters, <laughs> someday you're going to be able to ask a WHL athlete. So so did you go as a banana last year? My career just peaked, everybody. See you later. The ultimate question. <laughs> All right, we are going to uh, talk hockey with these guys. Connor McDonald, who we believe his first name is spelled C-O-N-N-E-R, though Correct. it may say O-R on some websites. Wyatt McLeod is here as well. Uh, All joking aside, you guys are doing great. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Second period, Nashville leading Calgary 3-1 in the National Hockey League. The Edmonton Oil Kings have a home game tomorrow against Saskatoon. They have some big games coming up. They go to Calgary on Sunday. They host PA on Tuesday. And then a week from tomorrow, another uh, big divisional game against Lethbridge. Oilkings.ca for the full schedule and for tickets. And we have a couple of Edmonton Oil Kings blue liners in studio. Connor McDonald and Wyatt McLeod. Connor, congratulations to you. You have tied the franchise record for most goals by a defenseman in modern franchise history. You have 38, tied with Aaron Irving. Your next goal, which I expect will come tomorrow, will break, will break the record. That's a lot of pressure. How does that feel? No pressure. Um, it's cool, but, uh, I mean, you're only as good as your next game, right? So uh, it's humbling. I'm, uh, I'm thankful for all the help that I've been given over the years here and uh, the opportunity the organization has given me ever since I got here and uh, just trying to make him proud you make me proud Connor <laughs> I'm very proud thanks Cloudy <laughs> that means the world that is me. a nice accomplishment though I mean how do you score most of your goals joining the rush powerful slap shot from the blue line I mean bit of both yeah I mean if you were to ask Cloudy he just says, oh, well, he doesn't play D-zone. He only plays two zones of the ice. But, I mean, it's that's all perception-based. I like to believe I do some D-zone out there. But, yeah, I mean, 
any way I can, really. Just shoot the puck, hope for the best. Uh, and you're on the power play. I try to be. If I'm in the doghouse, I mean, <laughs> we've got a lot of good defensemen back there. They're just... Uh, they're looking for you. If I mean, if you're out there in that situation, go out, produce, and do your job. So, um, thankfully, they've put a vote in confidence in me um, for a while now here, and just trying to be as good as my next power play too, because that's always a topic for us in the room. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that is cool, and I, I, you're very comfortable here. But you got uncomfortable there talking about yourself. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, you guys are eight, one, and three. You're number ranked number two in the CHL. Simple question. Why have you started so well? Cloudy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we're to backtrack real quickly here, we actually didn't start as well as it looks. I think we lost... Three of them were in overtime, yes. But I think we lost four of our first six games or four of our first seven games, something like that. Yeah, that wasn't a cute look for us. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Not like being dressed as a pickle. (laughs) Not ideal. That's the cute look. Oh, there you go. Just so we're clear, it hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows here, but in saying that, I think a big piece for us is that we're playing as a team and we have four lines and three D pairs and two goalies and everyone's playing very good and in saying that everyone does have their off games and whatnot but it speaks to the the depth of our team and whatnot is that we can allow for some players to have off nights and still get the win because as a team we've been playing very well hit the nail on the head there i mean i'd agree just uh are using our depth um and just the attitude and belief within our our room right now i mean everybody's uh hungry to get better every day um, and, I mean, you continue to see growth in us, and, I mean, that's a positive, and we're just trying to get better. Uh, we want to build off of last year, and I think you're starting to see a bit of growth, but we're a long ways away from where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Connor, Wyatt was in uh, a couple months ago, a little less than that, I guess, the start of the season with Ethan Cap. You had just gotten back from Ottawa Senators camp. What was yeah. that experience like? Uh, it, was, it was neat. Um, good learning experience. Uh, a lot of guys got to go to pro camps this year, so I think you see that experience shine through a bit with our team as well. I mean, anytime you get your uh, you get your foot in the door and you get an opportunity like that, uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool and surreal experience, and you try and take in as much as you can. What's uh, what was your number one takeaway from that? Play defense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, defense was up there. It was a topic. <laughs> But um, I don't know. I mean, everybody everybody's really hungry to be at their best all the time there. Um, and I mean, just seeing just seeing the pro lifestyle and how they handle their every every day to day business. Uh, so I mean, just just learning how to be a pro or at least getting a glimpse of how to be one uh, to lead you further along that progression and in the direction of becoming one yourself so uh i think that was the biggest takeaway for myself you guys uh, i mentioned the upcoming schedule starting tomorrow against saskatoon why t- tell me about a little bit about this stretch of games coming up because you have some other um you know rivalry type opponents and teams with good records ahead yeah it's exciting for us um i mean going into it now we're we have a little bit of a target on our back for sure so it'll be fun we get to play four of the top six or so teams in our conference all in the stretch of i think six days something like that so it's it's tight and it'll be a, it'll be fun um i know for connor and i 
especially and for most of the players these kind of games are the ones that you get up for and you're get real excited about because you know they're gonna they're meaningful um and yeah it's it's gonna be exciting for sure they're you the get- dances you want <laughs> they're the dances you want oh yeah I, I told you I told you before we started oh, yeah. you're gonna hear some terminology yeah. you have never heard. Well, before. see, I'm not up with the hockey lingo. Like, you get to go into the saddle dome. I'm not that's a, a good dance floor for sure. I'm not up to date with that lingo either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting it, Cloudy. You'll get on it. So, do you guys the, the the CHL rankings have you at number two? Do you guys as players? I mean, obviously, you know your one loss record and the standings in your league. Do you pay attention to the national rankings? Like, would you ever think, like, oh, why are we fourth and this Quebec or Ontario team is ahead of us? Like, does that even resonate with you guys at all? No, I th- I think for us, we just we go to the rink every day. We practice, try to not get yelled at, and then go home and do it all again. I mean... <laughs> Um, it, it's it's a lot more black and white than yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah, it's we go to work. I mean, we uh, we bring our lunch pails. I mean, not me, unfortunately. I don't have one right now. I don't bring lunch to the rink. Get tripped about it all the time. But uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody everybody just works. Everybody's hungry to be at their best. And uh, I mean, that's outside noise. It's it's nice to be recognized, but um, we just want to continue getting better. All right. Well, you guys have a great perspective. Uh, you're always great guests on the show. You're welcome anytime. You can bring uh, other teammates if you want. Like, that's always fun. If you want to nominate somebody else to come and join you guys or sub in and out, I don't know what other radio potential radio stars you have on the Oil Kings this year. Ethan Cap was quite strong. Yeah, are you going to break my heart again? Uh, you never know. <laughs> Maybe Ethan? we'll come in here with 10 guys. We'll just overwhelm. Oh, we could have the entire so Oil Kings fun. team on could the show. We could give everybody <laughs> 30 seconds. I'd love Just that. cycle just everybody through. Hey, the whole tr- team live. That's probably would be a Guinness World Record. That, we'll do, yeah. Most yeah. WHL players on a radio show. We'll just do hockey terminology the whole time. right there. That's free publicity. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Uh, this young man on your team, Dylan Gunther, had a hat trick. Um... You guys are more comfortable talking about other players than yourselves, as I can, I can tell. Uh, is, I mean, this young man, he's got a pretty bright future. Oh, the kid can play. The kid can play. He's he's over uh, at the U-17s with Hockey Canada right now, actually. Right. So he kind of went off on a high note, to say the least. But, yeah, he's a very talented kid, and it's, it's pretty fun to be a part of it and, and even it's such a small sample of size for him so far but just to see him grow uh in this first little stretch of the season it's it's fun to watch every day for sure yeah well i mean what what, what do you guys do to make the younger players feel part of a team and i mean obviously they, they were playing high level hockey before this but the whl is another step with traveling and level of competition and commitment and all that kind of stuff Oh. Or do you just be like, well, he'll learn. Connor, I mean, Connor growls at him. Uh, I don't growl anymore. <laughs> uh, the coaches talked to me about that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I personally, I found the best way to to bring young guys in and new guys in is is a good long road trip. Um, so we've had Which one you guys of those. had. Yeah, we had one of those. I think that helped our team uh, gel together a lot better and and just sort of get to know each other a little better. Um, and then I think just lots of talk. I mean, we're a pretty talkative bunch, if you can't tell by us. We're pretty <laughs> chipper, especially cloudy. But, um, yeah, just talk, talk, talk. And, I mean, you do things together, you get to know guys pretty quick. So, uh, thankfully, we get together a lot, and the team actually likes each other. And 
we're good to go. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for coming in, guys. Uh, this is the fourth or fifth time we've we've done this, so I, I do appreciate it. Connor McDonald, Wild McLeod from the Oil Kings again. Oilkings.ca for more info. Game tomorrow at seven against uh, Saskatoon, so you got a chance in 24 hours to check them out. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you Thanks for having, having us. us. We'll call a quick timeout back after the news on Inside Sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nashville leading Calgary late in the second period. Only two games in the NHL tonight. The Canadians and the Golden Knights will face off in about half an hour. In the NFL, it's 14-7. San Francisco leading Arizona with four minutes left in the second quarter. The Oilers will play at Pittsburgh on Saturday morning. The Eskimos will play at Saskatchewan Saturday afternoon. Former Oiler, current Winnipeg Jet Mark Letestu has myocarditis. That is an inflammation of the heart that can reduce the heart's ability to pump. He's going to need about six months to heal, but he should make a full recovery. That's the word out of Winnipeg today. All the best uh, for Mark, who was an Oiler for about two and three-quarter seasons and worked pretty hard for the team. And uh, Jets defenseman Dustin Bufflin had ankle surgery. The team says they were not directly involved in uh, in that decision so that soap opera keeps on going there and Rough Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo questionable for Saturday's game against the uh, Eskimos after having a back spasms of practice yesterday he did not practice today that is the lowdown some guests uh, oh 4-1 Nashville just scored so Predators leading the Flames 4-1 a minute 8 left in the second period some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classics, spun with a modern twist. Gave a couple of GCs to Wyatt McLeod and Connor McDonald from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Love having those guys in studio. They uh, came on between every round in the playoffs last spring. Uh, I, I don't think I'm in on all their humor. A lot of in-jokes going on there with those two guys, but uh, very outgoing guys. You can tell they get along very well, and the Oil Kings are doing great, 8-1-3. and three. Though, as Wyatt said, they didn't feel that great about their start because they had a few overtimes in uh, losses in overtime, but they have won five straight and they play Saskatoon tomorrow night. So uh, all the best to them. Uh, really fun to have them. Good uh, good guys to represent the Oil Kings in the city of Edmonton. Uh, I know they don't uh, think a lot about it, but Connor, uh, as a 20-year-old, wonder will he, where he, uh, he will wind up next year. Could he go youth sports? Could he maybe get an AHL deal? That'll be something to follow once they get through their season and hopefully... It's a long one. Okay. You can text 630, 630. 
Southside Rob writing in. He says, great interview with Braves pitcher Mike Soraka. Great young man and now an MLB All-Star. He makes a great point about how early society forces kids to choose a sport at the age of 11 or 12. I think it should be closer to 15. All sports, athletes, families, and pro sports leagues would benefit. It's about money and control. The 60s and 70s were the best years to be a kid, in my opinion, but we can change that. That is from Southside Rob. Well, and as uh, Soraka said, you know, he uh, didn't really fully commit to baseball till into his teens and played a lot of different sports, and he feels that it, it helped him along the way. Yakushev, one of our most entertaining texters, writing in tonight, he says, Hey, Reed. Casey was a more scary puppet than you think. By the way, this is like one of those where I should have to say, if you're just joining us, we had a little bit of uh, Casey and Finnegan audio. Well, Finnegan doesn't talk. (laughs) We had audio of Casey talking to Finnegan uh, about how to use a telephone. Anyway, Yakushev says, Casey was a more scary puppet than you think. He wore a sack. Well, I don't think Casey wore a sack, did he? I think he had kind of clothes on. Sort of, kind of, yeah. There was the rooster on Friendly Giant that lived in the sack. Yes. Uh, Rusty. Anyway, he wore a sack, his arms didn't bend, his fingers didn't work, and he had on more makeup than Boy George. Who's scarier, uh, Casey or Chucky? (laughs) Who's scarier, Casey or Boy George? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's that's a good point. That is a good point. Anyway, the, the reason we – something uh, is wrong with our filing system, and I think I've finally straightened it out. It is Halloween. I'm, I'm not home to give out any candy. I'm not in costume, so I'm not participating that way. So I thought, what little thing can I do to get into the Halloween spirit? And I thought, well, on the, on the radio, I can play clips of scary movies that I'm a fan of. Now, unfortunately – Somebody must have messed with how some of our audio tapes are are labeled or something like that, and I thought I was playing scary movie clips, and I wasn't. But I think I I finally have it straightened out now, and uh, here it is, a clip from one of my favorite scary movies. It's a very special friend of mine, my very favorite little pal. Rubber ducky, you're the one. Uh, again, you make bad time. Sorry about lots that. Of fun. Another bit of audio Rubber mislabeled. Ducky, I'm I thought that was the Here's Johnny from The Shining. And of course, that is uh, Ernie Rubber performing ducky, Rubber Ducky. Joy joy. Reed, this terrified me when I was four. Happy Halloween. Rubber ducky, you're my very best. All right. Well, I guess next year we'll try for that. Maybe we can at least play Monster Mash at the end of the show. I don't know. We can do that, sure. I'll bail uh, you out, buddy. Uh, Chris writing in to 6.30, Hey, Reed, curious to know your favorite Def Lep album. Hysteria is my favorite Def Leppard album. I know that's a cliche answer, but I, I do think it's a masterpiece. I think Power Mania is up there. I think Euphoria is up there. Actually, their self-titled album from 2015 is up there. Better question, what's your least favorite? Uh, X. Really? Yeah, X would be my least favorite. Though it, ha- it has some great tracks, and the four-letter words, one of their best songs. Mm-hmm. I put that as a... Top 10 Def Leppard song, well, maybe top 15. Uh, you know, Now is a pretty good song. X has 13 tracks. I would say six are pretty good, and seven are below average or downright bad. Mm. All right. U of A Golden Bears football team. 
playoff game this weekend as they travel to Saskatoon to face the Saskatchewan Huskies. Linebacker Aaron Chabelo is on the line. Aaron, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, good to t- be talking Golden Bears football at this time of year as you guys go into the postseason after a 4-4 four and four regular season campaign. Man, uh, quite a year for you guys. A lot of, a lot of close games, uh, a lot of drama. What was your view of it? Uh, it was just a lot of fun, you know. Uh, kind of gets the blood pumping, though, every game. Uh, a lot of close ones, like you said. But uh, generally just a lot of fun to be a part of something like this. What What was different about this year's team? I mean, look, Aaron, you know, you know the history of the Golden Bears football program. It hasn't been great, and it hasn't been great for a while. You did get into the playoffs a, a couple of years ago, but a lot of the close games didn't go your way over the past several seasons. What was what was different this year? I mean, is it just more talent? Was it team attitude? I'm just curious what you saw. Uh, I, I think we brought in good players. Um, generally, though, I think our talent's been it's been there. We've had uh, good players throughout the years. Um, just uh, we have different energy on the team. Uh, guys are taking the field with energy. Guys are coming with an attitude to win, playing with confidence. Uh, and bringing in both uh, Rick Walters, OC, and uh, Reed Knox there at D.C. was a big help. Uh, both are really smart coaches, and we're really confident in the plays they put us in and the situations uh, they're giving us. Saskatchewan Huskies, uh, you beat them at home, you lost on the road, now you play them again in the Canada West semifinal. And, and you know, they've have a, they have a long tradition there of being a pretty successful program. What do you, what do you expect this weekend? Give me a couple keys. Uh, lots of running, lots of run game. They uh, brought that to us last week. Uh, expect it again. You know, the weather's colder, so uh, throwing the ball isn't as much of an option. And, and plus that Huskies O-line, they're really strong in their run block. They got a good running back, obviously, too. Uh, but, yeah, lots of run game. Uh, uh, we just need to execute on uh, both sides of the ball and just do our job, and I think we'll be just fine. You know, a lot of good teams at the U of A, uh, I, I do a lot of segments on Golden Bears hockey, and, and all the players say they want to keep it going. They don't want to be the, the one Golden Bears team that didn't win or compete for a national title. Do you hope something like that is starting with Golden Bears football this year? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been everyone's goal from day one to be a part of something big like that, getting a championship and bringing it home. Uh, we, like you said, lots of success here in uh, University of Alberta sp- uh, sports. But, uh, yeah, we just we want to be a part of that as a football team. We don't want to be looked down upon as the one team who's not bringing home uh, championships and rings. All right. Well, we wish you all the best against the Huskies. You guys have been fun to watch this year for sure. Keep it going, Aaron. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Bye. Aaron Jabalo from the U of A Golden Bears football team. Good luck to them in their game again. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the Huskies on Saturday. King's Court with Eskimos long snapper Ryan King when we get back.
Let's visit the King's Court with Ryan King, brought to you by Dynasty Builders, designing the custom home of your dreams, available now exclusively in Landrex communities. I'm your host, Ryan King, and today we have a very special guest coming on the show, Trevor Harris, number seven quarterback. Let's start with young Trevor Harris. What was it like growing up in Waldo, Ohio? Well, there's not many people in Waldo. Uh, 336 was our last census population, and I just grew up eating fried bologna sandwiches, super thick bologna sandwiches is what we're famous for, and uh, just living life growing up Waldo Elementary. Is uh, Where's Waldo by any chance uh, from Waldo, Ohio? Well, I get that joke a lot of Where's Waldo, and they laugh, and tell, I always tell them it's the first time I've heard it. So, uh, But it's in central Ohio. It's about 40 minutes north of Columbus, um, small little town, obviously small little village, whatever you want to call it, and uh, great place to his family. That's awesome. And uh, obviously uh, went to uh, college, Dib to Edinburgh College, uh, had some great uh, seasons there. What did you take in college and how was your uh, college experience? I was a math major, uh, so I graduated with a math degree and uh, I had a lot of great mentors, a lot of people that cared about me, part of a, a small town once again. So I fit in really well, felt comfortable there. And uh, it was a it was a great place for me to grow and love my teammates and turn into a man, grow uh, from a boy to a man. You know, mom and dad aren't there to tell you to go to class and those sorts of things. So I had a great time. Your college career, you had some really good years. Uh, you broke every career passing record in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. What was it like uh, going into college, having such success? And then uh, obviously we'll talk about your NFL journey to the CFL and all that after. But what was it like, you know, having such success at a college level? To me, uh, it taught me that more than anything that football is such a team game uh, I know that might not sound like it with what you just said but the fact that I was able to break all those records it didn't happen by myself and it happened because we had defense we had uh, great coaches we had great receivers we had guys that really gelled together that cared about one another and that stuff is it's all residue of, of great teamwork of everybody working together and uh, the success we had as a team was all because of that and so it really taught me that, that football is the biggest team game and that's what I love about football is the fact that it challenges you to be a part of something bigger than yourself and uh, it's it's held true for me my entire life. And you obviously proved that as well uh, in college uh, being a two-time finalist for the Harlan Hill Trophy which is the MVP for Div 2 so uh, congrats on your, your college career. Uh, moving into um the next part, NFL, AFL, and then your journey to the CFL. How cool is that to be uh, signed by the Jags coming out of uh, college, obviously fulfilling an uh, NFL dream of yours? That was It was great. And, you know, a lot of the guys in the locker room can kind of relate to that as we've all, you know, a lot of us had an opportunity to go play in the NFL and be a part of that and see the stadiums. And, um, you know, it was just really cool coming from a small town. I didn't even really like football. I tried to quit my freshman year in high school. My mom paid me 50 bucks to play. And um, here I am like 16, 17, 20 years later, uh, still playing football. And uh, it's just a huge blessing. And to be a part of that, and I was also a part of uh, the United Football League where the team folded. I went to another United Football League and uh, team. And then in week five, the league folded. And then I went to play in the Arena Football League in my second year in the AFL. There was supposedly supposed to be a player strike that cut the entire team going into the first game and and uh, so I went home I was like man this pro football stuff isn't for me and so it's it's been a tumultuous ride but at the same time it's taught me so much about myself and that's been a great thing about this pro football career well it's probably the best 50 bucks uh, I would say your mom is, uh, has ever spent uh, that's a really cool journey going to the CFL obviously went to Argos got to win a great cup in uh, with the Argos then as well uh, with Ottawa and now you're with the Eskimos um, 
when you talked about multi-sport athlete, you didn't exactly like football. I know you played in a couple other sports growing up. Uh, talk about that. Uh, basketball was my first love, you know, going in basketball season up through like my junior year, I'd be at the gym, uh, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning shooting jumpers. Cause I thought I was going to go to Duke and play basketball. And I just didn't realize until about my junior year that I wasn't tall enough or most or athletic enough to, to do that. And so, um, you know, I, I thought, wow, these colleges are kind of dumb. They're offering to pay for my college for me to play football. I don't know that they know I'm not very good at football and, you know, it just, crazy how like God works and how this has just been such a fun ride for me but football basketball and baseball I just firmly believe in being well-rounded in high school and I think when you look at uh, quarterbacks you see a lot of uh, multi-sport athletes and a lot of stuff that has to do with uh, hand-eye coordination Uh, obviously football basketball very similar but you have some other skills that I've seen firsthand and that's your ping-pong ability in the locker room you got quite some skills there but I want to talk about what I saw in the offseason little video after you signed here and it was a tap dancing video and uh i'm sure you took some criticism on both sides of it on that uh but i thought it was uh, phenomenal to see uh, my quarterback's feet working so hard so uh talk about why and how you got into this tap dancing skill you got yeah i don't want to am i the best ping pong player in the locker room i don't know probably but i like to be a little modest there uh no but seriously uh ping pong was uh fun but tap dancing was something i picked up this offseason i was reading kobe bryant's book and i'm just one of those people that i'm just gonna keep turning over stones i'm gonna keep flipping stones to try and maximize my ability to be the best quarterback i can for my teammates and that was all that was was i have that resource with my mom and so it was a good opportunity for me to spend more time with my mom and uh, be able to you know do the tap dancing thing and try and improve my footwork and the process uh your hard work is uh inspiring to me i've seen you come back from injury very early uh, you're always in here early working out getting uh, extra work in um what fuels your fire when it comes to like you said being 16 years pro later uh still getting better every year uh your stats are improving every single year so you know what f- fuels your fire so the faith and family the cliche answers are, are true for me obviously you know faith and family is big time for me and those are absolutely reasons but um the the deepest burn and desire for me to succeed and to do the things that i want to do is my teammates and that wakes me up in the morning you know thinking about ryan king you know we don't know how many goes we have left at this cfl thing we don't know how many seasons we have left so we have an opportunity here to do this this year so why not this year and i'm just not gonna not gonna flip over any stone that i can't to not let my teammates down and so that's something that kind of makes me work the extra hard uh, every day, you know, go the extra mile, do the things that I normally wouldn't want to do because I don't want to do the extra things, but you do because of the desire and the love you have for your teammates. Well, it shows and it definitely, um, uh, you know, feeds off a lot of guys feed off of your energy and uh, your willingness to put that extra work in. Let's talk about Edmonton real quick. How's uh, Edmonton been your first season for you and the family? It's been great, uh, you know, getting to explore the different parts of this amazing country uh, in Canada has been awesome. You know, looking out here at the stadium right now with the snow on the ground and the chill in the air. It's just amazing to be, you know, this far north and see the beauty of this country, the amazing people in this city, and uh, just all that it has to offer. And then, you know, in terms of the organization, couldn't ask for more first class. That's awesome uh, answer. I know Edmonton's really uh, happy to have you here. Um, Let's go into your game day prep. Uh, There's a lot of work that goes off the field that a lot of people don't know. Let's talk about, um, you know, we have a a week week prep coming up here. What's all uh, behind the scenes stuff that you put in outside of the stuff you do on the field? 
Uh, we have the four and a half hour rule, but outside of that, uh, I'm in here. Uh, I get in here at six, six fifteen in the morning, get loosened up, and we have a morning workout before meetings start at seven thirty. Optional qu- quarterback meetings from seven thirty to nine, and then we'll go about our day till one thirty. And then uh, I usually get a little bit of treatment, some tubs and those sorts of things until about two thirty, and then I'll watch practice till three, and then I'll study from about three till about seven, and then I'll go home, wake up, and do it again, and then. Uh, you know, those are the sorts of things that the added time at the end of the day. Those are the I try and put in the work so our receivers and running backs and people like that don't have to do those things. So I can, you know, try and uh, you know make sure I master the game plan and know everything and make sure that everybody's on their p's and q's come game day. And then when it comes the day before the game, we'll kind of chill out, chill out on that, and maybe get home around three thirty and kind of relax a little bit more, get my mind off football, spend some time with the family. I've always been one that tries to be the first one in the stadium uh, in the mornings, and uh, you seem to to beat me every single time. In here so good on you for that one last question uh, i wanted to give a different angle qb1 here um coming back from injury the media is all over you all the time uh, a lot of people don't realize your media obligations that you have week in week out and having to you know basically explain every single throw you have on the field um good and bad w- what kind of pressure does it have from you or you know do you enjoy talking to the media as much as you have to talk I, i'm not a real big media guy uh so i don't enjoy it per se um but i enjoy the relationships you make i'd rather spend time with my teammates and i don't play football to be the glory boy or anything like that i just i just like to play the game um, you know, in terms of having to explain everything, that's just kind of like how it is, you know, to whom much is given, much is, you know, much is expected. And so uh, they're going to want to know everything that you're doing. They're going to scrutinize you. But those are the things that I have been ignorant to uh, this year and the last few years as I've tried to get myself away from those things and focus on my energy that does matter. And so I know the media is a part of it and I need to make sure that, you know, I'm that I'm a little bit better with it because I don't really per se have such the outgoing you know, personality, but I try and manage that as best I can, but also be ignorant to it. Well, that's a good answer. I appreciate uh, everything you've done uh, in your first year here in Edmonton. I know the city of Edmonton loves having you here, and uh, we look forward to getting into playoffs and, and getting a great cup back to the to the city champions. And that is another episode of King's Court on 630 Chad. Stay tuned next week for another episode. All right, final look at the scoreboard. Predators leading the Flames 4-1, start of the third NFL tonight, halftime, 21-7. San Francisco leading Arizona. Caller number five, you get a pair of Oilers tickets to see them play the Blues on Wednesday, 780-496-0063. Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Thanks to our studio producers this evening, Kellen Kennedy and Bobby Farian. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Thanks for tuning in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.